irritably branded. Irritably branded. Branded. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Irritably Brain Dead. I'm Samantha. And I'm Erin. And welcome to our show where we discuss music, current events, the culture of the state, shower thoughts, and interview our friends. We're a weekly podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter at IRR Brain Dead Pod. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We also have a link tree as well on our profile. So if you can't find one link, just go to one platform and you'll be linked to the next. So hi, Erin. How's it going? Hey, I'm good. How about you? I'm doing okay. Um, you'll never guess what I did this afternoon. What, what did you do? I went to the most romantic place on earth, as everybody knows, is Hendersonville, North Carolina. And oh. I done got me a test for the coronavirus. <laughs> Oh my God. How was that? Oh my gosh. I've been, I'm, I, okay. I've gotten like two of my friends is cause like they also got tested. And one of them said that like her, like the nurse, when she was doing her second nostril, the nurse kind of went up too far and then her nose bled. <laughs> oh, no. and then the, and then, yeah. I was like, girl, I am so sorry. And then the other one was like, like this was in the beginning of quarantine. She did it before she went back home and she said that the nurse told her to do it herself, like stick the swab up yourself, which I was like, are they allowed to do that? Um, and they were saying, if, you, if it starts hurting, then you've gone up too far. So I'm just like, because I had to get it. I don't know if I told you this, but I have to get tested for the virus and antibodies for school. Before you go to grad school. Yeah. yeah. Which is wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they ha- they're making us, all of us do that. Good. Thank God. Good. And we also have to wear masks inside. And I think like they're making classes like 75% capacity. That so makes sense. They're taking precautions, but yeah. How was your experience? Oh man. Kind of so anything that went wrong with it per se was definitely my fault. Um, so first <laughs> of all, I scheduled it for the wrong city. Oh, fantastic. So, um, and I'm was sure my, no, there are, I'm getting to it. So I'm sure my uh, AVL folks will agree the worst part of this damn city is Hendersonville Road because it goes on for so long. And I was under the impression that I scheduled an appointment with the CVS that is on Hendersonville Road, which is still oh. in Asheville, but I did it for Hendersonville, the town. So I show up to the wrong CVS. I'm already late. And then they're like, yeah, we don't have, um, we don't have you set up in the appointment book. Can you pull up your confirmation email? So I do, and they're like, oh, that's in Hendersonville, the city. You're going to want to go there and call ahead and see, like, if you can still get in. So I show up an hour and a half late to my Oh, my God. Did they still take you? Yes, they did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so I I had called, like, the original pharmacy tech told me to, and I was like, hey, I have an appointment set up for 2 p.m. It's currently, like, 2.15, and I'm in Asheville. It'll take me about 35, 40 minutes to get to where you are. Is that okay? And they were like, yeah, sure. So long as you get here before four. And I did. And then I show up to the pharmacy window and the woman is expecting me. She's like, you're the one who said you would be late. (laughs) Yes, Barbara, I am. 
So I, well, and to answer your question about, are they allowed to let you administer the test yourself? Yes, that's what I did. Um, they passed to me. Wow. Yep. So I rolled up to the drive-thru window like you would to pick up a prescription. I show them my license, my insurance card, and then they mm. give me a big Ziploc like gallon bag that has all the um, information on what you need to know before and after and all the testing supplies that you have. You get like a tiny little test tube that's about like a quarter of the way filled with water and then a couple of cotton swabs. So what I was told to do is, and the woman was looking at me as I did it myself to kind of like hold my hand through the procedure, mm-hmm. which it isn't hard. I'm just dumb. And I, I take the Q-tip and I do one nostril and she's like, yeah, like, and kind of like you mentioned before, you're not supposed to go into the nasal cavity. You are supposed Don't to go, go like horizontally in or something like that. Like there's oh. like a certain direction you have to that's not what I was instructed to do. What she told me was go to the top of your nose. When you feel like the Q-tip like hit skin, then stop. So I did. And they were like, swap it around a little bit. And of course I sneezed Ew. so much. It's so gross. Oh. And I'm so ticklish. And I was like, this, it feels terrible. So I had to do, <laughs> I actually had to do it three times because I, so I put one end up the up one nostril, my right one, I guess. And then um, the lady was like, cool, now take the same end and put it in your other nostril. So of course I put the opposite end in because I only listen a third of the time. And yeah, so I did that and she's like, wait, did you flip it over? And I was like, yeah. She goes, no, honey, I said the same end. I was like, you're right about that. So they hit you with a honey. Oh yeah. Oh, when, when they hit you with a honey or sweetie, you know, you dumb messed up. So <laughs> I had to ditch that Q-tip and then use another one. And so I did finally test right. And then I submitted my sample and they were like, cool. Um, so test results should be in within five to seven days. You can check online. So I'm like, oh, that's really? great. I thought it was 24 hours. Nope. You wish. Um, they, it's Yikes. just, it's such a high demand. They have so many okay. people to test. And I'm not pressed about it. It's not like I'm exhibiting symptoms. The reason why I felt that it was um, a good idea to get tested because, um, well, it's not that I'm going out in public all that much, but I have been going out like considerably. And when, um, in the wake of like, um, the black lives matter protests, I went to at least five or six protests back to back and I didn't get tested. And while I was there, like I wore a mask the whole time, but I was still mm-hmm. within a close vicinity of total strangers. So after you go to, you know, like, you know, a handful of protests, I think I went every day for a week straight. So That's yeah, crazy. definitely. Yeah. So I was like, I should get tested. Yeah. Actually like, that's interesting though, because studies show that like people who went to protests really didn't get the virus because so many people were in masks. Yep. So, and this is something that I saw, I think it was on Twitter. That was like, hey, folks, something to keep in mind that when, when, not if, when the second wave of corona inevitably hits and we all get put under lockdown, the media is going to put emphasis on people who went to protests, but they're not going to show people on yachts and going to parties and going to clubs. So definitely, folks, like, don't be biased, but definitely stay mindful and consider that nobody's innocent in this. Like, I'm, I definitely... I've considered this, like I wear my protective gear when I go out in public, but like, I'm not sanitizing my hands the way that I should. And I am a habitual face toucher. 
I am always oh, touching my face. Bad. I that always so have. Bad. I'm always, I know. And it's like, I'm not saying I can't stop, but it's so ingrained in me. It's such a tendency. And I'm like, Hey, mm-hmm. this is not a situation where you can just have a bad habit and it only impacts you. So get it together and stop touching yeah. your face, Sam. Mm -hmm. oh man but yeah that was my experience damn that's crazy that was my experience with testing for covid it was pretty simple and it was free so hey folks if you have insurance and you want to get tested just schedule an appointment with cvs they'll get you in in a couple days i mean isn't the cotton swab free anyway and then the antibodies is you have to pay for it um i don't really think i have a good understanding of what the antibody test is so it's a blood test. They just prick your finger because one of my oh, friends got it okay. done. You could either do it that and pay for it, or you can donate blood and do that. Get, or like get those test results for free. Got it. Yeah. I am not eligible um, to give blood, so I won't be neither. doing that. Nice. <laughs> cool. I actually had no idea it, t- it takes that long to get test results back. Mm-hmm. I, I always heard that it was 24 hours. but it's It good was. When it was for a time. And then people, as states started opening, uh, the demand grew because people got more concerned, reasonably yeah. so. Oh, yeah. So in the wake of that, they have so many people. Like, not only was I late to showing up to this appointment, but I had to wait in line for, I'd say, at least half an hour. I, oh, it, wow. it was backed Even up like for a minute. Even like when you were there because yes, you were late. Yes, exactly. Like, that's that's, what, so that's what made me finally, like, quote unquote, checking in, like, mm-hmm. such a long process. <laughs> the woman knew. She was like, you're oh, the man. one who called ahead. <laughs> yep, I did. Wow. But yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's crazy. Damn, that's um, crazy. Well, I think we're going to move on to our debate for this week. Yes, ma'am. Which I'm excited for. Um, Do you want to hear the prompt? I'd love to, seeing that I'm going to be arguing it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So for this week, I've chosen um, Night Owl versus Early Bird. Good. And you have Early Bird. Okay. So you have fun with that. And you can start in three, two, one. Oh, in an ideal world, we would be sustained if we were all early birds. And here's why. We would be more productive. We would get things done in a timely manner. And I think I can speak for a lot of people when I say there is nothing worse than oversleeping and realizing that half your day is gone. I hate that so much. So I think that in a perfect world, we would function more sufficiently if we all woke up early and got our things done on time and it allowed us time to relax in the evening. That is my, I'm wrapping it up there. Do I have time for a shout out? Do we do that on this yes, show? Yes, do. Totally. I, yeah, you have like five seconds left. Sick. I'd like to give a shout out to my brother, Thomas, who turns 21 tomorrow. Happy birthday. Oh my gosh. I know. Happy birthday. How exciting. I don't think I'll get to see him, but you know, I'm rooting for you both. <laughs> Nice. Okay, and it's your turn. I am keeping an eye on the clock, so go. Okay. All right. In a perfect world, we would all be sustained to being night owls because um, since it's dark outside, um, it's not as harsh on your eyes. And you can also do a lot of things at night, like nightlife. Well, this is obviously like pre quarantine, pre corona. <laughs> um, but, you know, the nighttime is where the party's at. Um, and there's nothing like, you know, getting food at 2 a.m. Mm. when you're not sober. Sorry, mom. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, <laughs> um, and you know, you could pull all nighters for studying if you're into that. I am personally not, but I've heard that's effective for some people. Um, that's kind of all I got. Perfect. Uh, you went a little over time, but I'm not going to fault you for it because I figured as much and, um, just a disclaimer, and I'm sure it's obvious as is, but Aaron and I are still working out the kinks to the show and doing very like trial and error. And we were like, oh, yeah, this is only the second episode. Exactly. So you'll have the to bear with us. original idea was that everyone was going to have 90 seconds to argue. And we were like, that's way too much time. So we cut it yeah. down by half and we're like, that's maybe not enough. So may I think 60 seconds is appropriate. Okay. We'll do 60. Yeah. Seconds we'll, we'll do it next time. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. But so you can go on our Instagram and Twitter um, to vote on who you think won that round. And also last week, um, we did iPhone versus Android, and obviously iPhone won. Yes. And also, dude, when I was making that poll, I accidentally hit it for like one day. I noticed. Seven days, and I was like, damn it. Yeah, what the heck? I, I noticed we got like six votes, and then it was yeah. already over. Oops. Ooh. I will um, make sure of that okay. this time. But anyway. Hey, like we said, work in um, progress. Yep. Mm. Um, so I'll talk about my own damn that's crazy moment that I Please. had yesterday. Um, so one of my friends had a birthday party and it was outside. Um, and I saw my boyfriend that I hadn't seen in five months. We love to see it. Bro, it literally like we were like all of us were wearing masks like and socially distancing or being um, you know, responsible. Unlike some people. <laughs> um, okay. You think so? You're right. <laughs> well, oh no, I didn't even mean like you. I just meant like people in general who like are like, masks are making me so optional. Anyway, um, so like when me and my boyfriend saw each other, it just kind of was like in a rom-com, you run up to each other and like, dude, I had a drink in my hand and he, we hugged and like, he picked me up and, um, like spun me around and some of my drink like spilled because it just happened so fast. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. And he's like, I don't even care. I'm just literally, so happy to see you. Literally, no, literally. that's really it was awesome. Really sweet. I'm yeah, so glad like, that you got to see each other and th- man, uh, romance in the age of the pandemic is so oh, yeah. insanely awkward and it's not something yeah. that we could ever prepare for because in the history of the modern world, it's never happened. Oh before. yeah, definitely. So, Nobody has any idea what's going on. Exactly. Um, I'm so glad you guys got to see each other. I know, me too. It made me so happy. Yes. And it was also so nice seeing all of my friends because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen anybody since February because... Whose birthday was it? It was T-Face. That's right. I knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, because I left the country in March. Um, and then when I came back... Uh, lockdown happened like immediately and they closed borders like a couple days later. I'll probably talk about that on another episode. You just should. that whole story of yeah. like going and then coming back and like You came back at the worst time, but also the perfect time. And and we'll oh, yeah. we'll get into that in a later episode. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But for sure. Yeah. And then I hadn't really seen anybody. Like I I really me and my parents didn't really start seeing people until like maybe like two weeks ago or something mm-hmm. like that. So Right. But yeah, it was good. It was honestly kind of weird because we were all kind of like, I don't really know what to do. What is being What's social? Safe? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, we had a good time. It was it was ten people. Um, Perfect. But we literally played Jackbox outside. Do you know that game, Jack- like the Xbox Wait, game, like Jackbox TV? 
Yes. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. They have like Quiplash and um oh what's the other one? My family loves this game. Um Fibbage. Yes. That game yes. is so much fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they literally brought out like the TV outside and the Xbox. Oh. Like it was so extra, but it was amazing. It's it, so it, extra. It Look, if you have to work around the kinks because coronavirus can't let anything be easy, but like, of course not. You know, uh, <laughs> then you'll do it because you're still going to participate in your rituals and all that. Like me yeah, and my yeah, friends, like yeah. we're, we're big card players. We play oh, golf and BS and I love it too. It's so much fun. And like um, Cards Against Humanity is a big one yes. in our group. Yes. And we like, we made an effort to, uh, like our chairs aren't six feet apart. Cause then that'd be like a, a big circle in Just terms of like, circle. in terms of yeah. diameter when there's like eight people yeah. in the group. But yeah, no, you can find ways to carry on the rituals that you normally do and make them socially distant. Yes, there will be a few slight tweaks, but like you can still make it work. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um. Yeah, that was good. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, Erin's um, demeanor today after she's like, "I saw him," and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, we'd love to I see it." Help it, dude. Look. Oh my god. Look, when you are in an adult relationship, usually you see each other like every day, if not every other day. I know. And then you go five months without seeing each other, just FaceTiming. And you're like, this is good, but not yeah. good enough. But anyway, um, we're going to take a little music break, but we'll be back with our um, main topic that we're going to be talking about. Oh, 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 oh,
our lovely friend benevolence with la Escuridad. you can go find him on instagram spotify apple music and that'll all be linked down below and on this episode we're gonna be talking about how i'm an only child and samantha is a child of one of eight yep not not two not three not even five eight it was five for a minute my mind. i'll get into that but yes i do have seven siblings crazy and I remember crazy. when we first talked about this, like it just is, it's just like such polar opposite experiences yes. growing up in the household. So I just thought it would be interesting mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, the way that I found out you were an only child, you had mentioned that your parents were like, like two in your business. And I was like, they have time for that. Like, what about <laughs> your brothers and sisters? And you were like, I don't have any. Like brothers and sisters. What's that? Damn. That that's crazy. Um, I don't believe that only children are real. I think that they're a marketing scheme based on people who want to um, control the population, but we can I'm discuss that. Pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Literally Aaron is a Ponzi scheme. Okay. Honestly. But absolutely. Um, Let's get into it. Yeah. I mean like whenever I, at least whenever I tell somebody I'm an only child, they're like, Oh really? Like I would never expected you to be an only child. I'm like, what does that even mean? You know, there's like stigmas of being an only. No, I'm dead serious. Like it's either that or like, oh, so you must be like really spoiled. And I'm like, that statement just makes me so (sighs) uncomfortable because like one, that's kind of like in a way out of your control. Yeah, you can't help the fact that you don't have siblings. You shouldn't be shamed for it. And I even like thought about this earlier and I was like, you know what? Like I actually know a lot of kids who have siblings who are way more spoiled than I am. And I really think that like being spoiled is more of like a mindset than just like It's an attitude thing. thing. Yes. It's It's an attitude attitude thing thing for sure. I get uncomfortable and like honestly kind of offended when people like associate that with me because I'm like, have you met me, bro? Like I am the opposite of that. Exactly. And it's just... I feel like it could be envy in a way because people are always like, oh, it must be nice. Like, I wonder what it's like to not have siblings, but I wonder what it's like to have siblings. And honestly, it gets kind of lonely around here. So I am so interested and kind of confused about like the sibling dynamic and like when they like why they fight all the time. Also, I was going to say like sharing stuff too. Like people think that only children don't know how to share. And like, you go to school. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I kind of see that in a way because I'm kind of like, oh, this is my room. This is my stuff. Like, kind of like, right. not, don't touch it. But just like, not like in, in an aggressively possessive no, way. No, but like, it's not 
feel like I don't know how to share mm-hmm. things. Right. But it's just, I don't know. It's just little things like that where you just don't really pay attention, but it's just like people kind of make assumptions about you because you're only child. That and it's weird because you annoying. don't really think about it. You don't think about it. And as you'd mentioned, it's not something that you have dominion over. You, you yeah. couldn't have like, you know, handpicked your siblings. Yeah. This is just me complaining about the little things and being perceived as an only child. But yeah. And also my parents kind of had me later in life and they had, uh, they had a little bit of trouble getting pregnant like that. Like they had right. to go to the doctor and stuff. Not like they it was just, almost like, like a miracle that it happened. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like, like I was wanted. It wasn't like a mistake. I'm like some people. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell that story. I do. I do. I found out some tea from my mom the last weekend about uh, my conception. I will. Yeah. All right. All right. So I am the oldest child. Well, I'm going to yeah, backtrack. So I, well, I'm going to let you know, I did grow up one of five and I okay. was the oldest. So I was my mom's first child. Um, and then a couple of years ago, she got remarried to my stepdad, Paul, who already had three kids from a previous marriage. So now I'm one of eight, but I did grow up one of five, which is still a big family. Um, and I, okay, so I am 23. My brother, as I had mentioned, is going to be 21 tomorrow. Uh, Johnny is the one down from him. He just turned 18. Joseph is 16 and Rose is 14. So we're all like two or two and a half years apart. Like with me and my sister, there's about, it's close to a 10 year age gap. Um, That's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. But honestly, it's funny though, because like my mom, she's the younger sibling and her two older sisters are like 11 and 12 years older than her. So That's she not kind of, that uncommon. She kind of grew up as an only child because they were, when she was 10, like they were both married. That's how my mom so, was too. Her siblings were a lot older. And then by the time she was an adolescent, like they were living their adult lives. So she was raised as an only child. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is crazy. It's not as uncommon as we think, especially yeah. with modern medicine. People are, are able to live like a lot longer than they could have before. So generations can span a wide variety of. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so I to your point of like when people who do have siblings counter the notion of like, Oh, it must be nice to be an only child. And I wish I didn't yeah. have to share. I felt that way for a long time. I really did I resent mean, that I had so many, so many, so many kids and I, I resented it, especially like, so I have three brothers and they, they're all kind of close in age and just very, I don't mean this in like a derogatory way, but like kind of competitive people. So it's always like fighting over things and talking over things. And as it is no surprise to anybody, I talk very quickly, very loudly, and I cut people off all the time. I am, I inter, I interrupt and it wasn't, I didn't learn this about myself until, and this is mortifying to say out loud, but in high school, my close friends kept a, I had a, I had like a central group of like five friends and two of them kept a tally sheet of how many times I would interrupt them in the middle of a conversation. And at the end of that senior year, they horrible. presented it to me and I, that is horrible. it's and horrible. And like, I think they did it in an effort to be like, shut up. 
<laughs> but like, which is funny, fair. but it's also like, shut up. Oh no, it's it's funny now. Oh my god, it's funny yeah. now. But and in hey, high school when you're so sensitive. Oh man, when you're like, like, it's like here are your flaws. It's paper. Here's the thing you about know. you that bothers us the most, and I'm yeah. like, okay, that's cool. So you had to you had to bring math into it. Like that's great. I'm, and then, of course, out of spite, I'm like, fine, whatever, we'll just never talk again. And that didn't happen. But Fred, oh, Lauren, if you're listening, I know so one of you still has that sheet. I think Fred has that notebook for sure. I would so love to see it. I want to see it, too. He's in Connecticut, but I'll track it down for you. Oh, um, but yeah, so um, Aaron actually had asked me, like, why do you think you have a tendency to interject so often i know it's not like rude or that you don't care about what the other person's saying it's just like habitual you're eager to talk yes because i'm so not a bad thing i'm gonna throw shade on my brother thomas for a second he would cut me off a lot so and of course with he and i we're the closest in age thomas is two and a half years younger than me we also are the only two children who belong to my dad so when we would be with our dad you know, one weekend a month or two weeks over the, the summer, OG whatever. Exactly. Dad. Oh, for sure. We are the only ones with our last name and we have a kind of a unique last Whoa. name. Yeah. I've never That's met crazy. somebody. Uh, yeah. I really don't feel like I'm perjuring myself by saying this. My last name is Assail. A-S-S-A-E-L. I mean, it is. Exactly. I was like, I'm not really giving <laughs> away my identity. Let me just yeah, tell I mean, everyone my social security number while I'm at it. But no, yeah. literally nobody else has our last name. Exactly. Either. Yours is super cool as well. And I was like, I have never met anyone outside of my family who has that name. So I'm like, in the event that I do get married someday, I think I would keep my last name as an extension of my name. Honestly, me too. Yeah. Hey, or, and or I would make my last name my middle name because Aaron doesn't have a middle name that's whack (laughs) (laughs) no no we love it but that's nice because then you have like this nice variety of like so your given name your maiden name and then your spouse's name is an extension of your identity it it came later in life I think that's beautiful um that's kind of how my mom has it on her Facebook like her maiden name is her middle name and I'm like that's what my mom does too and it's smart when you think about it because consider how many people in that generation like their friends from high school and college want to reconnect with them. But of course, when they knew them younger in life, they were married. So they went by their maiden name. How else are you going to search for somebody? Like my mom has her full name out. So people like from, you know, Florida can find her mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah. Oh man. Aaron and I have such different families. Go ahead. We really do. I mean, cause like, I don't even have any, we don't have any pets. You don't have animals. It's just me and my parents. <sighs> In the house. Get a cat. I'm telling you, get a cat. It'll make you so happy. Oh, Damn. What sibling would you fight with the most? Thomas, 100%. So, yeah, like I said, and I would. What do siblings fight about? Oh, what do you. Like, I just everything. don't understand. We fight about the most menial things and also the most, like, intense things. I'll tell you something, and this is. No, this is something that is such a juvenile thing to bring up, but damn, did it really screw us when we were growing up. As I said, I grew up one of five and you know how snacks generally come in packs of six. It was always a scrimmage for whoever could get the last one. And usually Thomas would, he would just seize it and be like, I already have it. And we're just like, Oh my God, you get away with everything. Um, He and I tend to fight the most because we are closest in age. And because like, 
I, so, and like I said, like we're our dad's only kids. So when we'd be on vacation, it would just be like a sharing room and it would get real annoying. My brother and I've come to realize the things that infuriate me about him the most are the things that I see in myself. It's constantly talking about meaningless things and kind of like selfish first instincts. And I'm like, damn it. Like I raised a monster, Um, (laughs) but no, I love him to death. Um, I would say, yeah, no, we definitely fought the most, but we were the closest in that sense because we just knew the most about each other. Whereas the other three, like I'm getting to know them as they're getting older. Like my brother, Johnny just turned 18. He's starting college in the fall. How exciting. I feel like my parents are like my siblings though, because like we just get into like, you know, bickering little arguments here and there. And the other day, my mom walks into my room and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And then she was like, oh, I just came in here to annoy you. And I'm like, excuse you. That's what it's like having a sibling. (laughs) Literally. Dude, you should see, like, the dynamic of my parents. Like, during quarantine there, they've been playing the Scrabble game. And they get so, com- like, my mom gets so competitive Your about it. Your parents are like- Scrabble people? Yeah, but it's like no. the version of Scrabble. Uh, they can teach me because I, <laughs> anybody on this block can tell you I love me a good game of Scrabble. Oh, that's but so yeah, cool. They'll- They'll, like, I'll, like, walk into the kitchen, and then, like, in our kitchen, there's, like, a seating area that's kind of, like, past the little, like, dining area that we have. And, like, my mom's on one chair, my dad's on the other, and they're both on their phones. And, like, I can sometimes be, like, or sometimes I'll just hear one of them going, like, woo! Like, I got, I I beat you! Like, take that! Like, it's so crazy. Like That's wholesome. It's so cute, but it's just, like, I mean, they've been together for so long, but it's but just also fun, they're your like, parents. You're like, Ugh. I know, but I'm like, they are my siblings. <laughs> that, it's it is very healthy to have that kind of bond with your parents. I mean, mm-hmm. I have no other choice, yeah. not to because like I can't really like I don't know. Whenever like some of my friends who have siblings, they're like, oh yeah, my mom doesn't know about this, or like I snuck out of the house, or like. My, I, I did this. My parents like didn't catch me. I'm like, I could never get away with you. Could never pull like that, that off because their attention Literally. is on you at all times, all the time, man. And so, Ooh. like, a question I have is like, do you think older or do you think? My question is like, do do you think that people who are only children like they have like more pressure on them? I would say so. Because you are, and not that I can vouch for you, but my theory on it is there is more pressure because you are your parents' only legacy. You are, yeah, they're like, this is what we're leaving behind, basically. I mean, that's true. Mm -hmm. My mom, I swear, she's, I could not ask for a better mother. Linda is incredible. Mom, if you're listening, you're probably not because she doesn't listen to podcasts, but you should listen to Irritably Brain Dead because we're super cool. Um, But she devoted enough attention to all of us, but there were so many of us that it would be easy. Like if one kid was having problems, like, like Thomas got into a bunch of trouble in high school. And so she was preoccupied with that. And I was like, fantastic. Mm -hmm. I can do what I want. So when you were growing up, did you feel the pressure of being the oldest because you're kind of like the guinea pig of everything? Mm -hmm. Yep. I would dare to say so. Uh, My mom had me babysit a lot. um, And then which in itself wasn't really a, yes. Yep. Babysit my siblings a lot. Um, because so 
she and her husband at the time were very involved in the um in the catholic diocese like they did a lot of like mission work and um just like my mom worked for Mecklenburg Ministries for a hot minute. And that would mean like every like Monday, Wednesday and Friday, she had to go downtown and have a meeting. So I would generally babysit a lot. Mm. And um, with that, it would be the pressure of like assert authority. And I'd be like, okay. And then my I siblings, you're like two years old. Yeah, exactly. It's like a child babysitting or being babysat by like a slightly older child. Thomas and Johnny yeah. did not listen to me. Joseph and Rosie were great. Um, but yeah, so I feel like, um, to your point of being a guinea pig, that's definitely a thing too, because you are your parents' first exposure to like my daughter's learning how to drive or it like, or just my kid is taking the SAT, like my kid's going to prom. I I just listed off like very like high school-esque things, but like you are. That's like when you're growing up, like you have no idea. Yeah. Those milestones. And yeah. I was the my parents' first trial run for that, mm-hmm. for sure. See, like I have it, like not I'm not gonna say worse, but like my parents did not grow up in the U.S., so they kind of like no. I'm not gonna say they don't know how things run, but it's just like they did things kind of differently. They like I didn't are, get my license until I was 18. Mm-hmm. It's in an effort to where like they are aware of like cultural practices here. But it's just not their cup of tea, so they're not going to implement it for you. Did I? I told you about like my wisdom teeth, right? Yes. <laughs> well, in, oh God, yeah. Go ahead. It's going to sound so weird to like any American, but like in Europe, they don't take out wisdom teeth. They're like, do not do it. Like it's unnecessary. If you take it and so- out, you will lose brain cells. You will become less wise. <laughs> oh my god. Go ahead. Actually, in Turkish, like the literal translation of your wisdom teeth is like your 20-year teeth. Really? Yeah. Is, I don't know why. But yeah. Okay. I was thinking, is that in an effort to say that they become most apparent when you're in your 20s? I guess so. But like my mom was saying, Ask like the reason why. Yeah. I mean, my mom was saying, because she has a, like, she has a dentist friend in Turkey and like she literally emailed him. And was like, should my daughter get her wisdom teeth out? Like, here are her x-rays. Because we went to an oral surgeon. And they were basically like, we'll have to put you under. And my dad did not like that. Like, they're kind of, like, also against, like, going under anesthesia. Like, it's a whole thing. Um, And so the doctor was like, or the dentist was like, no, like, do not take them out. Because, like, later in life, you might need them. Um, like if your teeth fall out and like you need like back molars to, yeah, it's just like a completely different, um, mindset. And like, obviously medicine is completely different depending on the country. Um, but even when we went to the oral surgeon, like he like specifically said like, oh, in the United States, like we take them out because X, Y, Z, because he kind of knows that like people from other countries don't take them out. Right. But it was like a whole, it, it's like a whole, it was a whole thing. That is so interesting to think that like yeah. in America, it's almost like a rite of passage. I still have mine too. They've just. Half I, of mine already grown in yet. If it's not a problem, don't worry about it. Exactly. Yeah. Really- if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And even when it does become a problem, your parents are going to be like, ha, 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 sh, 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 it's okay. Okay. That's literally happened maybe like five times. They're like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's okay. Yeah, so I'm Stop probably worrying about it. never get it out unless they actually hurt. Right. Um, and then of course you'd be an adult at that point. It's your decision. If you felt yeah. that it was more productive for your health 
to have them removed, then do it. And then at that point, you'll most likely have your own insurance. Yeah. Not to shade you because as you know, I presume all of our listeners are in America, you can stay on your parents' insurance until you're 26. Luckily, I get insurance through my employer, so I have my own. But well, I'm yeah. unemployed, so but I'm also going to be a student, so I it's okay. Well, and also like COVID, if there is any time to have gaps in your sure. employment history, it's now because oh, yeah. there's no landlord that's going to hold it against you. It's like okay, I worked this job in 2019, and then it just skips to 2021. Exactly. Yep, and you're allowed to do that. So if there's any time to focus on school, it's now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, back to our topic of absolutely going <laughs> when you were in high school did your parents want you to get a job like a part-time job yes I That's was encouraged to and I'm gonna throw this out there my parents are separated and they have they went they split up when I was three so when I was growing oh. up yeah so so oh yeah no super early I have very faint memories of my dad and he's still in my life but like with my parents living together like hardly anything. So like, so when, you're really affected by it. Exactly. Yeah. No. Well, that's good. But Honestly, the reason I bring this up is because, like, <laughs> did your parents want this for you? They, they're friends. Like my my parents, they have a very beautiful friendship, and I respect that's that good. for a divorced that's couple. Really rare. That's really rare. No, they're they're best friends. They'll hang out without me and my brother sometimes, and I'm wow, like, that's, that's cool. Nice. That is nice. But like, so the reason I bring that up is because my parents didn't necessarily work as a collective, but they did want the same things for me. My dad, so my dad used to be a teacher and he works with students. So he was like, I would encourage you to get a job so long as it doesn't interfere with school, which I feel like is how a lot of parents think. And then my mom was like, you're a shopaholic, just like me. It would be in your best interest if you just had your own money. I'll tell my mom's credit card debt story someday. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. That's like Mm -hmm. not crazy to me, but like growing up. Like I had my first job in college. No kidding. And because my parents were always like, your job is to be a good student. I hear that. Um, And that is also a symbol of like them being uh, financially stable enough to say, look, we had a kid in the essence of being able to take care of you for whatever you need. Yeah. Your values are different. Um, Like American versus not American. For sure. Um, You are are very big on education. Right. You're a product of the, the place you grow up in, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, it was kind of, like, you don't have to worry about money or anything like that, which, like, it might, like, go back to, like, oh, so you're spoiled. Because um, my parents weren't, like, you don't have to get a job. Like, you just need to focus on school and, like, being a good student. I would say that that is a mark of privilege but not no, it, not yeah. in the sense that it's like aggressively privileged it's not it's not unreasonable and to your point of like only children being spoiled look i went to private school specifically charlotte catholic where a lot of people were they had more money than they needed i'm just gonna leave oh, it at that dude, I, I went to private school too my totally. school was more expensive than my college which is insane. yeah yeah it was the same way for me that is a scam yeah. that's not fair yeah. but like See, like you mm-hmm. think college is a scam, but like private schools are scams. Private private high schools, they have such a weird dynamic and a dark history too. But like, yeah, you know, I mean, my school that I went to, it apparently was like a white flight school. Yes, as was and mine. I didn't know that, and I was like, ew. <sighs> we hate to learn it later. 
Like I'm very lucky to be able to go to a private school and like the doors are open for me and all that stuff. Like we're not saying that it's like any less than. Oh yeah. No, we're not disparaging it. It's kind of similar where like if you went to a state school or like Harvard, it's like you're basically getting the same general education, but it's just like the label that's on it. It is the label and it's the resources that are at your disposal. Like yeah. the, um, like we're very lucky to yes, be able it to was the ability for us to have like smaller class sizes and, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's definitely benefits to it. Do you think your because you had so many siblings, like, were you able to get close to your parents? Oh man. So like, there's so many, because like, I don't know. It's like, you guys were similar in age, but it's like, there's always like one kid that's getting their license. And then like a year later, another kid's getting their license. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing. These milestones are very back to back to back. Especially when you're like middle and high school, like there's so much happening. Ooh, and like SATs mm-hmm. and like uh, like applying for college, like there's for so sure. much going on. I'm gonna break this More down for you college. in the best way that I think is understandable. Like I had mentioned, my parents are separated, so my dad has two kids. It's me and my brother Thomas, and then my mom has five kids total: me, Thomas, and then John, Joseph, and Rose. Um, so I have noticed that I have always been close with my dad because I, well, one, I'm like, I'm one of two kids and like no shade on my brother, but he definitely got into a lot of trouble in his um, adolescent life. And he would like kind of stress my dad out. And then I was there to be like, Hey, I'm literally just here to hang out and listen to music with you. And my dad has always been the, the person in my life. Who's like, you can tell me anything. I love how your dad and I have the same music taste. Oh my God. They do. My dad is heavy into metal. And as is Aaron, which I think is cute. And I'm over here with my B-boot music. Yeah, no, he loves Metallica and Guns N' Roses and yes. Judas Priest. Yes, I know. Oh, but I yeah, so I- Yeah, with your dad. You should. Well, <laughs> and Aaron and I had mentioned this. We're like, look, after COVID, we're going to hang out with each other's parents because- like, Not even with each other, just with No, parents. exactly. No, we're- Oh my gosh. Wait, no. What's that show? Wife Swap? But instead it's like Kid Swap. <laughs> <laughs> do like a parent trap but they'll obviously oh, know like yes. we're not our own kids please Aaron and I I'll be honest so we're not that different as I'm sure you can tell through our dialogue but we also don't look that different we have we the really same don't. features we're both brunettes and we have dark eyes we're kind of short like yeah. we're like curvy yeah. like oh man we're just like yeah. not to mention we're the same zodiac sign I am one week older than she is yeah in the same year in too. the same year I was born I was born exactly seven days before Aaron was so not to flex yeah. but I I stay pulling the older sibling shit like whenever You're we're old lady. yes quite literally <laughs> I'll be 24 this year that's disgusting I, I don't want to think about it um, I don't want to talk about it. I don't know. One of my, fr- mm. one of my friends turned 25 last week. Yikes. And I'm like, dude, I did oh. send him that SpongeBob meme that's like, what's funnier than 24 or 25? <laughs> Even though I sent it like a week later because I was like, oh my God, I should have done that. And yes. then I just texted it to him yesterday. I didn't think of this until after you turned 25. But you think your friends are old? Bro. So uh, my friend Lance, who works with me, he's turning 33 this month. Ew, Ew, that's not a real age. Ew, got that's a real, real age. That's the age of all time low. Alex is going to be 30 <gasps> this year. Mm-hmm. Alex is He's, also a December baby. Alex isn't 30 yet? He's turning 33. That's what oh, I said. Oh, oh my God. you misheard him. No, yeah, it's okay. Oops. Aaron's also blind. Earlier, she was like, yeah. um, 
hey, like, call me beforehand. I'm trying to see something. And I was like, it sucks that your eyesight is shit. <laughs> and, yes, it's true. Like, is another so thing bad. we have in common, we're both blind. Like, so, I feel like I'm, like, twice as blind. No, you definitely are. So you can't, like, do anything without your glasses. Oh, no. For no, me, no. I'm just nearsighted. It's, like, in my best interest to wear my glasses, but I can still, like, navigate the world around Dude, me. Kind I- of. I have to have, like, for my hand to be clear or next, like, in front of my face, it has to be, like, maybe, like, an inch away from my eyes. Like, Yikes. it's that bad. Not it great, Bob. Mm. Um, but I didn't think I'm doing things, like, after grad school. Heard. Because my doctor was like, you're going to be staring at a screen all the time. You should just wait. And Even though that's really going to be my entire career, but it's fine. It is. And you have to consider that with age, it's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. Oh, yeah. So no, definitely, actually. if you think LASIK's in your best interest, do that. But yeah, I would love to know what it's like to just wake up and see. Damn, you know, some people just, yep, they, they can just see without correction. Yeah, why do I have to pay for one of my essential senses? Honestly, uh, the American healthcare system is a hate crime. And I can say that because I work in healthcare. Um, did you ever have to share your room? I didn't until I moved away. Get this. So, what? yes. And here's why. America, explain. Explain. Um, so, I always had my room and then my mom was like three boys, put them in the same room. She, triple bunk oh beds. Uh, Thomas, Thomas slept on thing? the floor. Yes. So, oh well, it, it's not a thing. It do, it's not like you go to Ikea and you're like, let me get three bunk beds because who has a ceiling for that? But what yeah. my mom did, my mom and her husband at the time, they had a bunk bed and then built a like drawer that would pull out from the bottom and then it'd be a mattress so thomas just slept on the floor if that doesn't say how low his standards are he was like that works for me oh my (laughs) god yeah so the three of them shared a room my mom had her room yeah right uh do it yourself throw three teenage boys in a room and let them scrap um but that just sounds like a tornado pretty much i have my own room (laughs) my sister had her own room and then i went off to college my mom was under the impression that I was going to stay at college. So she merged my sister's room with mine and got bunk beds for that. And then um, later on in life, my um, like I said, I've mentioned Thomas's name a thousand times. It's because he's the one next in age from me. So he got... Next in life. Yep, pretty much. He got Rose's old room. And then Rosie and I like shared a room, kind of like shared, like I wasn't living there, but when I'd be home on breaks and stuff, I would sleep in that bunk bed. That's fine Mm -hmm. if I'm home like three weeks a semester, but then I ended up moving back home permanently because uh, college ain't it, chief. Um, So I left and I ended up sharing a room with my sister who is 10 years younger than me for for about seven months. And then- I, yeah. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. Like my brother deserves his own room in due time. Um, but yeah, isn't that interesting? I never had to share yeah. a room, but it was, and I would dare to say it was due to the gender dynamic. My mom was like, that girls, sense, girls are pretty territorial about their space. Also uh, to put that's a true. 16 year old and a six year old in the same room. That's fucking weird. Yeah. yeah so my weird. mom was like, yeah, we're not doing that. And then my sister yeah. got older. As I said, she's 14. I'm 24. And obviously I have my own house now. I'm 24 yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be 24. You're right. I'm 23 currently, yes. but nobody likes you when you're 23. So I don't want to talk about it because <laughs> all I want is for people to like me. Aaron and I, oh man, Aaron, it was so cute. I was looking through your Instagram memories and I saw 
uh, clips from our joint birthday party where we went to a karaoke yes. bar. Yes. <laughs> and we sang so much Blink and My Chemical Romance. And our friends were like, so damn, these girls emos. I know, literally. Pretty much. They were into it, though. Emo kids only. But yeah, oh. that got off topic. But yeah, so um, the sharing room thing, I think, is due. It's due in part to age, but also gender. That's why my mom yeah. was like, so, you know, Thomas is three years older than Johnny, and Johnny's two years older than Joseph. And like, they could all share a room because all they would do is play video games in there anyway. So, yeah, I mean, guys are very, it's so easy to do. It's so easy. Oh my God. It's, so easy. it's not fair. Yeah, no. And then Thomas had a job at this time too. So, like, in high school, he would just be like working and then it'd just be John and Joseph. And like, yeah. So, I feel like with guys, like, they can find like one thing in common and stick with it. And then just be much. It can be the most basic thing too. It's like, oh, wow, you play. You play Fortnite? Damn, Me that's too. crazy. Play for like 12 Let's hours. Let's play Fortnite. <laughs> oh my God. I like for, that's. Like, people don't even play Fortnite anymore. I don't even. I think like the thing is like Warzone now. I think that's what. Oh, like, yikes. It's it's toxic. That's know. just the gaming Whatever. community. So it I've heard. I'm happy. It's fine. That it does. Um, for sure. Do you think um, you can be independent with so many siblings around? Absolutely. Or whenever I tell people I'm an only child, they're like, oh, you probably must be like really independent and like maybe even like introverted. And I'm like, mm, I mean, I like being around people. Honestly, when I was growing up, like I was kind of alone for the most part. But yeah, because lonely. I was only child, because my parents are the younger siblings and there's big age gaps. So all of my cousins are like in their thirties and forties and some of them are married and have kids. So I'm literally stuck in the middle of my entire family tree. Yeah. Aaron is literally the only one in your generation. So noticeable. Honestly, honestly mm. though. Um, but because I was only a child, I could, you know, I can entertain myself and be totally fine. Like Good. even in quarantine, like I really haven't been bored. I've just kind of been lonely mm-hmm. because I haven't seen anybody besides my parents. Right. Um, and like, Again, like I'm very lucky to be able to like live at home and not have to pay rent and all that good stuff. But that doesn't um, negate the loneliness. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would dare to say that there are different factors to being quote unquote independent. There's being financially independent. There is being like mentally and emotionally independent. And then there's yeah. being like you know just in terms of like how well you use your resources. For sure, definitely. Um, I feel like the I feel like money is like the biggest thing. Though. Money is a big factor. For sure. Um, I think that having so many siblings, you do have the chance to be independent, or at least I did mm-hmm. as the oldest, because um, something about, I don't really think I ever came to this conclusion until I was an adult. I was so outspoken and charismatic um, because mm-hmm. I wanted my parents to notice me. Like, and not, not that I felt ignored, not at all. They absolutely yeah. gave me their attention, but I was like, I want them to see who I am. I want mm-hmm. to have my personality Kind of like when, um, you know, when my parents joined social media, I didn't feel threatened by it. I was like, that's cool. Like they can see the things that I find funny and we can bond over stuff like that. So I'm like very in between about that. For sure. Oh man. Just because like, I know my mom will look and like say something about it. There's always something to be said. Even like, and not even in a bad way, but like my mom like is like, like social media and she'll like literally is an FBI agent and like, I'll like mention somebody's name and then she'll find them on Facebook. Like, like that. It's crazy. Um, no, Your I'm dead mom serious. could like scrape up somebody's blood type if she tried. Honestly, mm-hmm. my mom follows some of my friends, like my closest friends. My friend will post something and my mom will comment about it to me. 
So I she's watching. That. You know what I mean? No, she's they're yeah, always yeah. watching. And oh, yeah. you So like I kind of mm-hmm. have to be cautious. responsible and cautious yeah. online because like my parents are like I like I don't swear in front of my parents. Like it's really like I just don't and they don't really swear around me or like even in general unless they're like actually mad. So it's just like not part of the vocabulary at home. So I always get like paranoid when like and I know I'm not like a whole ass adult, maybe like half ass adult. <laughs> but, it is three quarters um, of an adult. Literally. <laughs> um, but I'm always like, nervous that like one of my friends is gonna like swear and my parents are gonna be like, Ugh. That's gonna I mean, be the gonna make or break it. factor. <laughs> no, yeah. but like my parents have these friends that like they swear a lot and like my mom will like mention that every single time. You can time. say like, she's oh like she's like visibly yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is a respect thing. It's like yeah. you know, if you know that this makes your parents uncomfortable, just like, you know, keep it out of the way. Yeah. Like I really it's fine. It's not like I have a sailor mouth anyway, unless I'm like with my friends. You but, don't like, I can control it though. Yeah. So it's what I don't know. We it's respect just a that. weird dynamic. She is yeah. professional but still gets dumb. That's what we yeah. love about Erin. Friends, she was like, I was like describing you to one of my other friends. Oh, and I great! That <laughs> like business casual. I, I was like so much. Thanks. Like, yeah, I was like not offended, but I was like kind of taken aback. And was like, okay, I could like kind of see that. Alexa, play business um, casual by Wolfpack. No, for <laughs> sure. Also, all the eyes are on me. I kind of have to be responsible. If I make any mistake, it's like the biggest thing in the entire world. And like my parents don't know how to deal with it. Oh, where did and, like, it doesn't wrong? happen. But like, mm. you know, like there, there definitely is pressure. Right. I can imagine there's infinitely more pressure because you, like I said, like you are your parents' only legacy. They are totally invested in you. And yeah. like, so my mom, she like never really... So, um, for context, I'm sure our listeners have picked up on it. I was raised by my mother. Um, my dad for a while lived in a different state and he would, he was still an active part of like my life and we would see each other, you know, at least once a month. But like, I, I was, I was raised in Linda's house. Um, so by default, like I'm, I'm a product of, of her. Um, and she was very, she devoted enough attention or she, damn, she tried like she was very involved in our lives and she never once mm-hmm. missed out on a chance to get to know who we are and to know what we like. And it's, nice. it's, it's really nice. I mean, she really just so has great. so much passion for us. And so, yeah, but like, I felt that I had the chance to be individualistic and independent, especially with, you know, essentially both of my parents are teachers. My mom is a spiritual director um, which is essentially just like a counselor, but for people who are struggling with like, you know, um, religious, um, identity, mm-hmm. which I think yeah. is cool. At first in high school, I was like, I have fuck religion and fuck anything organized. <laughs> the older I get, I'm like, wow, you actually have a lot to share. That's very mm-hmm. universal. But like, she always wanted to get to know us and then analyze us from that standpoint. So mm-hmm. like, um, oh That's man, at, at some point on this show, we'll discuss Enneagram theory, but, um, my mom. We should take the test together. We, on should. Air. we should. I never took a test because my mom, she's, she's certified to teach it. So she wow. analyzed me from a standpoint. She's like, don't waste your time taking the test online. I know you're a type four and she's wow. right. <laughs> you're wow. a type one, right? Yeah. I can see sure. it. That's probably what makes you such a good student. Oh, honestly. Thanks. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get into that another time for sure. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, no, for sure. Who do you think you're most like personality-wise, your mom or your dad? Oh, man. The older I get, I really used to think that I was just like my dad, but then the more I grow up and like, I, I notice my, my mannerisms. Oh my God. My, my brother, John calls them Linda isms. Um, <laughs> for sure. I, I, am, I embody my mom. She has a tendency to be like, um, she'll close every sentence with just saying, it's like, you don't need to do that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. She's a Gemini. Bro. Is anyone surprised? But yeah, I've, I've noticed, I think that I embody more of my mom. I definitely have characteristics of my dad though. And I do think that I look like him too. I also mm. look like my mom. And then I but realized, you look like your mom. Uh, but I'll tell you what, my parents don't look that different from each other because they're both Mediterranean. So my oh. mom is Italian. And then my dad has like that Greek Spanish kind of mix. Mm-hmm. He's our neighbor. Yeah. If you haven't guessed, both Very my close. parents are from Turkey. Aaron <laughs> is Turkish as well. Uh, <laughs> I, but, I'd be sure in Turkey. I was born here though. Erin was born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we really do love to see it. Aren't you born here too? No. How many times do we have to have this conversation? Damn it! I keep forgetting. <laughs> I was born in Raleigh, and then we moved oh, to Charlotte when I whatever. was. We moved to Charlotte. I think I was four. I was three or four. So okay, but, but that's well. That's what I'm saying. That's when you start. You form a memory around the age of three. I have no memories of living in Raleigh at all. Yeah. So yeah, my entire adolescence from ages three to 18, I was raised in Charlotte. So that's, that's what I identify as home. And then I moved to Asheville when I was 18 and then, you know, the back and forth with like dropping out of college and all that. But like, Mm -hmm. for the most part, Charlotte is my home base. And that's how I met Aaron. Uh, Well, I would dare to say that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, um, you can reach out to us on any of the platforms that we have to suggest ideas for segments, commentary. Um, if you do want to be a guest on the show and have ideas for what you want to talk about, absolutely message us on uh, Instagram and Twitter are the best ways to reach us. Um, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we love you. Stay safe, stay hydrated, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Irritably brain dead.